Hi, I'm Gavin Carlson, and this is Out of Bounds, Daily Bruins Sports Podcast. Number 25, UCLA football travels to the farm to take on Stanford. Can the Bruins bounce back from the loss? Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Out of Bounds, the official sports podcast of the Daily Bruin. As always, I'm your host, Gavin Carlson, a fourth-year sports staff writer here at the Daily Bruin, and once again, the fan favorite, the man with the great hair. Jack Nelson is back. How are you doing today, sir? Well, you know, Gavin, I woke up this morning and on my phone, I happened to notice the unfortunate news that Mac Jones is still a New England Patriot. So <laughs> other than that, I'm doing great. Yeah, my Saints had an equally disappointing performance to your Patriots. Um, another team that had a disappointing performance, look at that transition, was UCLA uh, over the weekend. We know we talked about that loss to Oregon State on our recap pod. Make sure you go check that one out to learn our reactions to a disappointing loss for the Bruins. But it's a new day. It's a new game. It's a new game week. The Bruins traveling to the farm to take on a Stanford team that surprised a lot of people uh, last weekend with an unbelievable comeback win uh, against Deion Sanders and the Buffaloes. Um, it's going to be an interesting game. We're going to preview it. We're going to talk about the matchup, and then we're going to do buy or sell and DB debates, which are quickly becoming two fan-favorite segments. But let's talk about this game between UCLA, who fell to number tw- 25 uh, in the AP poll, somehow ranked. First off, do you agree with them still being ranked? I'm curious. What do you think? Uh, no, I personally don't. I think they should be just outside 25, but not good enough to be top 25 right now. I'm, I'm going to say it's fair, only because the Pac-12 is amazing. The one thing is that Wazoo lost doesn't or Wazoo win doesn't look as great now because of what happened to Wazoo last weekend. But nonetheless, um, I say 25 is fair because you lost to a good team in a tough environment. Um, but they're going up against Stanford, who an unranked team, um, really not the best state of the program for Stanford. We know that they did have that win against Colorado, but let's not act like this is a good team. Usually still, as of this recording, a 16 and a half point favorite when they traveled to Palo Alto. Um, Talk to me about the defense, because for the longest time, this program, I think, was built on kind of what UCLA is, honestly. Well, no, we're going to talk about UCLA's defense. But for the longest time, Stanford's team was solid defense, great running game, right? And then usually a quarterback that gets drafted somewhere in the first round, second round. Um, But this year, both sides of the ball, they're not fantastic. Talk to me about the defense for the Stanford Cardinal. Yeah, it's bad, 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 and I can't usually use the word bad enough to describe how bad the Stanford defense is. Basically, um, this is the seventh worst total defense in the country, Mm. second worst passing defense, Um, and this, by all means, should be a big win for UCLA. I had it as a big win early this season. That really hasn't changed, even after you said their incredible comeback against Colorado last week, Um, but yes, this is a very bad Stanford defense um, and a very good Pac-12 this year. It doesn't bode well for them, um, and it should bode well for UCLA. I think Bruin fans should not be satisfied for anything less than a big win at the farm this weekend. Yeah, it should be an interesting opportunity for Dante Moore to bounce back. Um, We'll hear about the health uh, and status of Colin Schley. We don't know if he'll be available. Obviously, he ended up being a huge weapon even in the loss. Um, So, there's some talk about, you know, if Colin Schley was healthy, would he be considered for the starting job? I don't think so. Um, I don't think even Chip Kelly is considering that. Um, but we're hearing that Colin Schley could be out for a while, so we don't know regardless. Um, but, yeah, like you said, the defense for Stanford, atrocious. Obviously, they were able to pull out that win against Colorado, but let's not act like the defense played well. They gave up 43 points. They were down 29 nothing at halftime. Shadur Sanders threw endless completion after completion. So the defense isn't that great. But the offense for Stanford, 
not much better. Uh, we're talking tied for 94th in the country in points per game at 23.7 per game. And it's not like they had a tough schedule um, coming into the Pac-12 slate. It's not like you can blame it on their non-conference schedule being tough or anything. That was not the case. Um, a really bad loss to a, a non-Power 5 team in there as well. But, yeah, number tied for 94th in uh, points per game, 74th in passing yards per game, even after, once again, we're going to keep saying, even after the Colorado game where they had by far their best performance, didn't really bloat their stats that much. Still 74th in passing yards per game. Uh, or Sorry, 20, um, yeah, passing yards per game with 228.8. And then in terms of the run game, which has been their strength for so many years, 77th. So, yeah, not much of a threat offensively either. That's why UCLA is a two-and-a-half touchdown favorite um, coming off a disappointing loss. And we'll see. Um, go to your predictions now, Jack. Do you think, like you said, you have UCLA winning this game? And if so, by how much? I do. I think this is a game UCLA should definitely win. If they don't, then there's some serious questions start to arise about oh, this yeah. program. Oh, yeah. Big, big-time questions. And we're having debates about, is Coach Shelley, Coach, Coach Shelley, is Coach Chip Kelly going to get fired? Is yeah. Dante going to get removed as starter? But we're not going to speculate too much on that. <clears throat> what I will say is that I think UCLA will win this about, give me 35 to 10, UCLA. 35 to 10. So Jack has a huge bounce back, a 25-point win. 35 points from an offense that has been up and down. I think that's not a crazy call, though. They, they still had a decent performance against Oregon State. Um, obviously, I'm going to tail Jack in taking the win, and I'm going to clear uh, tail Jack in taking the over, or the, them covering the spread as well. Um, I have it UCLA 28, Stanford 10. So very similar um, in terms of what Stanford's offense is going to do in both of our opinions. I'm not expecting much, not expecting much from the environment uh, in Palo Alto. Um, I've been going to that stadium for a long time growing up in the Bay Area. They do not have many fans in that stadium very often, um, and I don't think the environment – that's one thing for Dante. His two poorest performances have been on the road in a hostile environment. I asked him after the Oregon State game about the environment in Corvallis, how it compared to Utah. He said Utah was the best environment he's ever played in, but Oregon State was a close second. Stanford's not going to be like that. There might be as many UCLA fans in that stadium as Stanford fans. So I think that's one thing that will help a young quarterback who's been struggling, especially with the pressure and everything that's being said, can calm down in an environment that shouldn't be too difficult. Um, things bode well for UCLA's schedule. We'll talk about that going forward. Um, but now that we have the predictions out of the way, we kind of quickly previewed Stanford's offense and defense. We don't need to waste too much time on them. Not impressive. UCLA should handle business, and if they don't, like you said, Huge disappointment for them. Now we'll transition, though, to one of the fan favorite segments, buy or sell. Um, and we're going to start by discussing the quarterback situation. This is a little hypothetical down the road. Buy or sell, will we see a different starting quarterback in any game this season for UCLA? Um, normally this would be a kind of unfair question if you had like a DTR situation with the bowl game and you don't know whether or not he's going to start. We know that if UCLA makes it to a bowl game, it's not like Dante Moore's resting for the draft or anything. So this is really a question of does Dante at any point in this season get benched for another quarterback, whether it's Colin Schley if he's healthy, whether it's Ethan Garbers. Do you see any scenario where that happens? I think if he continues to slide, it's definitely in the realm of possibility, but I think the slide ends against Stanford. I think Dante's going to start to really play as a quarterback or more like the quarterback that usually fans expected and that uh, – the quarterback that Coach Kelly brought him in to be, what he trusted him to be when he gave him the starting job this season. And so I think that we, I'm definitely going to sell on this one. I think we're definitely going to see Dante um, improve going into this game or after this game against Stanford, and he'll start to just 
have some more time this offense going against. I mean, he's, these first three games have been some of the toughest teams, the Pac-12, for him to start things off. It was not an easy start. You go from Utah to Washington State to Oregon State, as you mentioned, two of the most hostile environments in college football. And so I think he's had a really rough going early on, in part due to how tough these environments have been, how tough these defenses have been that he's gone against. And so I think I'm definitely going to sell on this one. Yeah, I'm going to sell as well. Um, I think it would take a lot at this point. You, you already took the plunge when you named the true freshman the starting quarterback. You already took the plunge when after the Utah game, after, I mean, the Wazoo game was okay, but after a first half where you throw three interceptions, I think that's the time where you'd expect someone to get pulled if they really weren't going to stick with the QB. You've thrown three interceptions in the first half of a football game after throwing two in the previous game and the pick sixes, the opening drive. We talked about all of it, right? For him to throw three in the first half and still be stuck with by Chip Kelly, I think it proves that it would take a lot for them to not start him in a game, right? So Yeah, and there's also just not that many viable options really behind them. I mean, you have Justin Martin and Luke Duncan, who we haven't seen nothing from, really. Chase Griffin, who has started a game before, but he's been back in the depth chart for a long time. Not really the starter that anyone you know, would expect Usley to put out there. Oh, and yeah. then, of course, the immediate options are Colin Schley and Ethan Garbers. Ethan Garbers lost the job to Dante, you could say, earlier this season. Oh, yeah. He was probably the guy going into the season. And then, as we mentioned with Colin Schley, we just don't know the status of his injury right now. So. Yeah, I mean, thought experiment. If Colin Schley is healthy, we're hearing that he probably isn't. But if he is healthy, do you, you got to get – do you do, like, an alternating drive type of thing? Because, I mean, essentially that's what it became at some point in that Oregon State game or Schley came in for like six plays in a row on multiple drives. Do you, do you see that going forward if they do if they if they do have a healthy call on Schley? I mean, I think they should because they've had so much success with him. They haven't really dipped their toes that much into the water in that regard, right? I mean, we've seen how much Colin can do with his legs, and just obviously Dante is the more conventional kind of quarterback in the passing game. Even though he has struggled, he still gives you like, that dimension to their offense they want to have. And so, yeah, I think you alternate between those guys, and you can make some things happen on offense going forward. Yeah, I'll just add once again, at the time of this recording, we don't know the severity of the injury. Chip Kelly at practice on Monday just said that he is unavailable. That's usually what he does with injuries. So we have no idea if it's a long-term thing, if it's a short-term thing. Uh, by the time this comes out, maybe it's different, but we're just, we're, we'll are just we leave it there with Colin Schley. Um, the next buy or sell, buy or sell that UCLA loses more than one game the remainder of the season. Um, we know they have a relatively light schedule, the USC game is, of course, circled on the calendar. Other than that, who's who's their best opponent? We'll debate it, I think, later in this episode. But you got Stanford, you got Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, USC, Cal. Do they lose more than one game in the remainder of the season? I know we both had an Arizona State loss coming into the season. I don't think we feel that great about that prediction anymore. Um, what do you say, Jack? Buy or sell to more than one loss the remainder of the season? I am smacking that buy button like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm telling you. Not only will we be losing to USC, I think they're going to be losing to Arizona as well. Mm. We have seen these past few weeks, Arizona has come into their own. Yeah. Um, Noah Fafita as quarterback has actually surprised me quite a bit with how good he's been. Arizona's defense has stepped up when they needed it to. And as we mentioned earlier, they blew Washington State out of the water, 44-6, yeah. to six, which yeah. I don't think any of us saw coming. And then, of course, they gave USC a run for its money a week earlier when they went to, was it triple OT? And triple U- OT? USC barely escaped yeah. them. 
Um, so I think Arizona is starting to look like an actual seriously threatening football team in the Pac-12 where there's already so many good teams as is. Nobody was circling Arizona as a yeah. great team this season, yeah. going into the season, right? Um, and so, yeah, we've talked about how USC, that's going to be obviously the giant matchup that everyone's looking at going into the season. Um, we've seen how much the defense has struggled this season, so perhaps UCLA has a better shot if their offense can kind of get its act together because USC's defense has been so abhorrent, so terrible. <laughs> um but yeah, I'm definitely buying on this one. Arizona SC, I think, could both get the better of UCLA. Yeah. Talk about Arizona. They're four and three, but it's a lot better than a four and three football team. You lose by seven to Washington, one of the best teams in the country. You lose by two to USC, and then you blow out Wazoo. They have a really big game coming up against Oregon State in two weeks. They have their bye this week. So they go, I mean, look at their schedule. They go Washington, USC, Wazoo, Oregon State, UCLA, Colorado, Utah. The Pac-12 is unbelievable. Um, but to get to back to the question, I'm still going to sell it. Um, I think they're going to lose one of those two games to USC or Arizona. And I will be real. I don't really know which game it's going to be. Um, but I, for whatever reason, I think they're still only going to lose one of those games. I think Dante Moore can only go up from here. The defense can only go up from here. Um, and I think it'll be enough. There's enough room for improvement still. Like I said two episodes ago, there's so much room, so much potential still with this team. You have a true freshman quarterback that gives you unlimited potential. If he finally figures it out to his full five-star status, you're talking about you know a better quarterback in the Pac-12. So I'm still going to sell it. We'll see, though. That could age really poorly if they lose both those games and maybe even lose one more because they still really haven't had that typical UCLA shocker loss that we've gotten used to. Um, but now we'll go to everyone's favorite segment, Jack. Grab that iPad because it's time for DB Debates. Uh, if you don't know how this one works by now, basically I present a question. Jack and I, in this case, are going to debate it, uh, write down our answers on an iPad, and then our wonderful camera lady, video producer, editor, Zoe Vusenberg, will decide who debated the argument better. Not necessarily which take she agrees with, but who debated better. So Jack's got his. The first question for DB Debates Rank these five offensive weapons in terms of importance for the remainder of the season for UCLA. Running backs, Carson Steele and TJ Harden. Wide receivers, uh, Logan Loyal and J. Michael Sturdivant. And then kind of the hybrid player in Keegan Jones, who's getting more and more time. Rank those five, and I will rank my five as well. And last time, Jack uh, really took his time on the handwriting this time he did a, a speedier job. So, Jack, show me your iPad. We'll have it up on the screen. Rank these five, buddy. So you had Steele, J. Mike, Jones, Loya. Who was the last one? Who did I miss? T.J. Harden. T.J. Harden. Thank you. I don't know, because the, the running game was fantastic last week. 285 yards on the ground. Keegan Jones, I think two or three weeks ago, you wouldn't even have him on this list. But suddenly he's getting involved. And I don't have any tight ends because... Although Carson Ryan is kind of appearing to be tight end one, the tight ends are very, you know, interchangeable. So let me hear your five, Jack. Yes. All right. So I've got Carson Steele at the top, Jay Mike second, Keegan Jones, TJ Harden, and then Logan Loya at five. That's my list right Steel, there for you. Jay Mike Jones, and then who'd you have? Harden. 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 And then Loya. Wow. Yeah. We have a very different list. And Lovely. Zoe right. Zoe's gonna love my ranking um, more than Jack's, I hope. Um I've got Carson Steele at one. I have J. Michael Sturdivant at two. I've got Logan Loya at three. And this is where I, 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 I struggle between T.J. Harden and Keegan Jones. I'm actually going to put Keegan Jones at four and T.J. Harden at five. I will tell you why. Okay, Zoe, listen to me. 
Carson Steele and TJ Harden, similar players in terms of they are running backs that are mainly just going to get the ball handed off to them. Not much of a threat out of the backfield catching the football. If Carson Steele, I have as the most important player going forward, he has back-to-back games breaking 100 yards on the ground. He's the guy in between, between the tackles, better than Harden. Outside, I'd say they're similar. Harden's not important. This is in terms of importance. He's not as necessary. Keegan Jones is getting a role. All right, they're, they're move, mixing him into the passing game, the running game. If Schley is healthy, they kind of have these packages where it's Schley and Jones. I think that's why Jones goes above Harden. And then you have Logan Loya, five. I don't know how you can have that. Logan Loya, the past two weeks, has been a more productive receiver than J. Michael Sturdivant. I'm not saying he's more important going forward. I still have Sturdivant higher. But five for 48 and a touchdown from Logan Loya last week. Sturdivant, two for 19. All right, so it's not time to put Loya above Sturdivant yet. But Logan Loya is the second most, arguably the most important wide receiver, and you've got him below the second and third running backs on the team. That is blasphemous to me. Jack, do your best to respond, but I don't think you have a response to me, buddy. I will gladly accept the challenge. Oh, right, okay. Let's get started with J. Mike over Loya, because I know you're pretty peeved about that. No, I had that. I had so, that, too. That's J- fine. Really? I had Mike, J. Mike over Loya. I just could not believe that you have Loga, Logan Loya fifth when he is just barely below J. Mike. Remind me your list again. Give me your list. Steele, J. Mike, Jones, Harden, and Loya. So you have Loya below everyone, obviously. Explain this. Okay, yes. Listen closely, because I don't think he's got this one. All right, all right, all right. Okay, so we, yes, Logan Loya has been key for this offense so far this season. Um, we need to talk about how important Keegan Jones is going to be going forward. All right, Keegan Jones, Jones, as we mentioned, he was huge for UCLA in the latter stretch last season. He's starting to get more carries. He's becoming a key component in this offense going forward. He has multi-dimensions. He's very useful for a team yeah. in the run game with UCLA being such a run-heavy team. And so this will be, he'll be key to this offense going forward. I foresee that. I would even say I guarantee that. Ooh. I really think Jones is going to be an essential part of this team. I was really surprised early the season when he wasn't getting as many looks as we thought he was going to. That is why I have him above Harden. I'll explain why. Because we've seen I did too. Steel. I did too, though. You did too? I did too. See, see we agree. And it's the Logan Loya below both of those players things that you have to explain to me. Okay. All right. We need to have like a board where I can see all these rankings. I, I can't just remember it all. Yeah, that's fair. Explain to me so, why Logan yes, Loya deserves exactly. to be below so, TJ Harden and, and Keegan Jones. Come on. Yeah. I mean, well, it comes down to the fact that Jones and Harden are essential in the running game and that UCLA does not use the passing game as much as really that many other teams in the Pac-12. So you think about how important those players are for UCLA's entire offensive attack. You're looking at Jones and Harden because they are such an important part of the running game that UCLA relies so heavily upon. That's why I have them above Loya because Loya, as much as he is a factor in the passing game, we just don't see that UCLA really succeed in the passing game that often to actually win games. What wins UCLA games is the run game. And that is why Jones and Harden are above Loya because they're both key cogs in that dimension of the offense for UCLA. I'm, I'm, I'm rebutting one more time with one more thing. I totally agree. This is a run-heavy team. But last week, last week, they ran for 284 yards. And Colin Schley was the second leading rusher, not either of those running backs. On, All right? one, on one carry, let's be honest here, right? Wasn't one carry? It wasn't one carry. He had 90 what? yards. He had like a couple big carries. I, I, I'm a fan of TJ Harden and Keegan Jones. I literally argued for Keegan. But once again, Logan Loya has been the most productive receiver on the team. You can't have him fifth. You can't do it. We're throwing out the next question because this is the most heated that a DB debate has ever been, and we have a time limit. But I, I think there's no way, even the game before this, they ran the heck out of the ball 226 yards. Carson Steele had 143 of them. TJ Harden had 26. Come on. He's not, it, it's, 
I, I love TJ Harden, great player. But in terms of the importance, if TJ Harden were to, to not be available for a game, does UCLA really miss a beat? No. If Logan Loyal is not available, Kyle Ford has done nothing. The tight ends on and off. Case dismissed. Zoe, who's winning this? Zoe, with the most instant reaction ever, says that Gavin has won this edition of DB Debates. To be fair, Jack is tired. He came back from an amazing trip. I think he doesn't really care about who wins this episode of DB Debates. He cares about his fantastic trip that he just oh, experienced. Don't give me the pity party, Gavin. <laughs> I wanted to win this, too. All I right, love, fine. I no pity winning. party. No pity party. Soon. I'm him. Let me cook. All right, but that's going to do it for this episode of the Out of Bounds. I was about to say the DB Debates podcast. That's what it became. Out of Bounds. That's the episode. We previewed Stanford. We did buy or sell. We did DB Debates. As always, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify to listen. UCLA Daily Bruin on YouTube to look at us and listen. Transcript on dailybruin.com if you want to read. Thank you so much. UCLA travels to the farm. Take care. <laughs>